You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything, interviews from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s with voices from the past. We were raised in a Pentecostal church, and it's very loud. You can't sing a word without the saying, sing, baby. And to switch from that atmosphere to, to BTL, they didn't say a thing. And I said, oh, my God, they're hating this. Gospel singer Cece Winans. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. There are many, many people who say that Cece Winans is the greatest gospel artist of all time. She made her mark early on as a member of the Winans family singing group. While still a teenager, in 1981, she joined the PTL Club television show run by Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. You need to begin to worship God. When that starts to overwhelm you, Cece, are you ashamed? No. No! Sing it. Go, go, go. And before long, she and older brother Bebe became stars. Now alongside B.B. and then later as a solo artist, C.C. Lyons racked up 15 Grammy Awards, 31 GMA Dove Awards, and a slew of other accolades. She was also Whitney Houston's best friend and sang two songs at Houston's funeral. In 1999, C.C. Winans wrote the first of her three books, a memoir called On a Positive Note. And that's when I had a chance to meet her and talk with her. So here now from 1999, C.C. Winans. Why did you decide to write this book? Wow. Um, a couple of reasons. Um, I was starting to be asked to write a book from a lot of different publishers. And then I started thinking, now, why would I put out a book? You know, I, like I like I need to do something else. You know, I'm always running. I'm always on tour. I'm always yeah, lots of free you know, time. I'm so, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I went to thinking, and over the years since I've been out in the uh, public eye and recording um, for for labels, I've been asked a lot of questions, a lot of questions, and um, about my faith, about my family, about you know, my foundation, where I came from, what I believe in. And and so I said, well, you know what, this would be a time to answer a lot of those questions, a great platform to, again, put out positive things, you know, and so that's that's why we did it. Well, you know, bless your heart. I've talked to so many people over the years who had exactly that notion. And they said, well, no problem. I'll just sit down, spend a few months, write a book, and then I'll be done with it. It's not that easy, is it? Oh, no. Oh, no. And and please let me mention um, Renita Weems, my ghostwriter, because without her, it would have still been just an idea. <laughs> it is a lot of work. Um, you do a lot of self-examination. You Again, we were just talking earlier about memory. Mm-hmm. You know, it really unfolds a lot of things, you know, that was in the past, that was tucked away. Um, so it's, it's um, physically and emotionally draining at times, you know, doing the book. But, but I'm pleased with the outcome. And there must also be times, again, I'm going by what other people have told me, mm-hmm. that you feel like a frog on the dissecting table. <laughs> and you just kind of, you know, uh, Renita's there with yes. her little scalpel cutting exactly. you open. Exactly. <laughs> we sit down and we talk. And I share, and she's like, "No, let, go deeper. What do you mean?" I'm like, "Leave me alone." <laughs> no, you have to tell people every. You have to be, you know. And that's the thing. I wanted to be an honest book. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm about being real, you know. And, and so, yeah, you're right. It's like a frog. <laughs> 
just but it, tearing but, you up. But the science project came out all right. I mean, it, it did. The <laughs> science project. I'm still here, you know, so it worked. But you, you obviously started with a particular tone that you wanted the book to take, though. This, this, this was certainly this is not a kiss and tell, a tell all, a let's this dish the dirt kind of book. No, this is a very different kind of memoir. I wanted it to be inspiring. I wanted to inspire people and to motivate people to do the right thing, um, to let them know that doing the right thing pays off. You know, um, I wanted them to leave with something, not just the story, but something that was bigger than me. You know, something that they could apply to their everyday life. Well, it occurred to me, sadly, many people really want to do the right thing, but they haven't had the solid upbringing that you and your brothers and sisters had. So true. So true. Um, the older you get, when you, when you, I know when I look back and think of what my parents went through and what they did for us, it is a priceless gift. And then you look around and, like you said, see so many people who are wonderful people but who did not have the home training, who did not have people there to say, no, stop, don't do this, I'm, I love you anyway, you can get back up, you can make it, you know. They didn't have that, you know, and because of that, they go through a lot of unnecessary pain. And maybe some of those folks had parents who thought it was sufficient to simply leave the kids a very large bank account. And, exactly. And they figured and, that would be enough to see them through. And money is not the answer. Money um, does not build character. Uh, kids don't want money. Well, maybe they want money at some point, but they <laughs> they want their parents. They want their time, yeah. and they want their, their, their guidance and their discipline. They're crying out for it. They're crying out for discipline. And luckily, you and your brothers and sisters didn't have to do much crying. Oh, no. It was no. There. We were crying because <laughs> of it. <laughs> well, I, I, we had a lot of discipline. Well, I have to ask you. I mean, there will be some people, in uh, Christians included, who of are going to wonder, good heavens. I mean, we're talking belts and belts? Uh, slaps. and uh, Oh, abuse, right? Uh-huh. No. Uh, it, and that, that, that's real sad because a lot of our kids are, are raising themselves even with two parents in the home. Um, but our parents believed in the scripture, and they took it literally. You spare the rod, you spoil the child. And you know what? I learned to appreciate it. Not during the time, um, but but they did it in love. You know what I'm saying? They, they spanked us, and the next minute we're laughing and we're talking and having a good time. So, it, yes, you have to do it the right way. I'm not for abusing kids. Oh, no, that's the worst thing to do. But but discipline, spankings, and, and, and punishment and things like that, I'm sorry. Nothing works better. <laughs> Nothing works. And the thing about it, it was done and it was over. You know what I'm saying? They didn't do it in anger. They they did it because we needed it. And it kept us out of us being raised in the inner city of Detroit, all the different things that were happening. It kept us out of jail. It kept us out of a lot of places, kept us off of dope. Oh, those spankings went a long way. Because <laughs> even when you're young, we you don't understand it. You remember the pain that you received, and you don't want to re- you know, go through that again. Well, not, but not only all that, but also the idea that uh, church was someplace you went to for more than just 45 minutes or an hour once a week. Right. It was a part of our lives. Um, they raised us to fear God. And that's the thing that follows you the rest of your life because we all become grown and and therefore we don't have to really listen to our parents, you know, but God is always there. And when you have a fear of God and and you reverence him, um, then you want to do the right thing. 
I, I, I have to confess, I was I was amused, maybe maybe the most of all. There, there are a lot of cute stories in your book. <laughs> you, you, tell, you tell some really good stories. Great. But the one in which you were, when, after you had joined PTL, uh-huh. and you realized you're, you're before singing before a white audience. Mm-hmm. Who is who is enjoying your music every bit as much as you've been used to audiences enjoying it, and they're getting just as much spiritual enjoyment yes. out of this and, and fulfillment, but they, they they tend to be more silent. No, no noise. <laughs> and bless your heart, you, you you didn't understand quite what was going on. At that I didn't point. understand it at all. We were raised in a Pentecostal church, and and it's very loud. If you've never been to a Pentecostal church, it's the organ. Is everybody? You can't sing a word without just saying, "Sing, baby, go ahead, go ahead." I mean, a lot of times they're louder than you are. It's like, hold up, can I get the song out? Um, and and to switch from that that atmosphere to to to, to PTL. Uh, <laughs> A little bit more sedate, perhaps. Much more sedate. And they, don't, they didn't say a thing. And I said, oh, my God, they're hating this. They're hating this. You know, I looked at BB. I said, you know what? We're going to have to enjoy ourselves. <laughs> and let's just do that. You know, let's just sing just to God for sure. And, but afterwards, I realized that, you know, it was a great lesson. It was a great lesson for me. Um, just because people don't do things the way you do it doesn't mean that it's not touching their hearts and they came up and 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 was sharing how much they enjoyed us with tears in their eyes and and I asked the Lord then Lord please forgive me not to not to do what I do for the emotions of the people but to do it out of a pure heart and 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 pray that it will touch the heart and and you know lift people's spirits so yeah it, it was funny but it was a great lesson after this short break how CC Wyman's Christian faith has evolved Back to my 1999 interview with C.C. Winans. I used to be one of those. I, I many years ago, I was in a very strict Baptist congregation mm-hmm. where you know we're talking no dancing and you know no, right. no no nothing. No, yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> I can identify with you being the one in in school. You know, everybody else is wondering what do you do. Uh, and but you know, I I had a little bit of the same kind of epiphany that you had when you suddenly discovered well. Maybe the Bible isn't quite as strict about a little bit of tasteful makeup as I mm-hmm, thought it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe a nice, good family movie isn't a, okay. isn't a mortal sin. <laughs> you know, and, exactly. and we, you know, we can laugh about those things now. Now but, you, know, you can. But, but you know, but a great many people still hold those beliefs very sincerely. Exactly, they do. And you know what? I I I respect that. I honor that because my thing is like. Even back then, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So if it means doing a little extra to, to make sure that I'm pleasing in his eyesight, then that's that's fine, mm-hmm. you know. But but he came um, to deliver us from bondage, not to put us in it, you know. And and so I think a lot of those things were man-made rules. And you know, again, they just wanted to be safe. Mm-hmm. And now that I look back, I, I appreciate a lot of that because of a lot of the protection or the lot of the things that I was shielded from. Um, wow! Um, what like can having, I say? I didn't have to. It, I didn't have those struggles. It's just like having a guardrail on the edge of a mountain road, <laughs> so you don't yeah, go over the edge. So you won't go. You know. So and, and with my kids, I think I'm a lot more lenient probably than my parents, but I'm a lot more strict than a lot of people. Because I realized the importance of feeding them and nurturing them 
um, positive things at all times, you know. So, uh, you know, but I, but I praise God for liberty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now tell me something else. And again, the only award I ever won was in high school. So, I mean, I... What I, was that? I need to know that. What award was that? Oh, you'd be proud of me. Uh-huh. I was State of Illinois champion in the speech team, the radio speaking category. <laughs> 1974, got the little gold pin. <laughs> but Very I was, good. But I was Great. terrified when they called my name, and I had to go up to the front of the auditorium in front of all my peers from the entire state of Illinois and accept this award. So I can imagine what is going through your mind when you win a Dove Award, two Dove Awards, when you win a Grammy on national a television. television. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Can you just give it to me behind the stage? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I, I still have... I still have uh, I get nervous, you know, before a performance. I get nervous, you know, when I have to speak in front of people. But it's not where it takes control of me, you know. Back then, I, I would sing a song. You would think I'm doing an Elvis Presley imitation because my legs are, like, just shaking. I would have to wear, like, long gowns almost. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, no, now, look, you're going to have to sink. You're going to either sink or swim, you know, and and because of God helping me and praying. And the more I did it, the more, you know, in control I became. So, you know, you have to keep doing it. You have to keep doing it. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. But but I'm not totally, you know, out of the fear category yet. Now, no less a figure than Reba McIntyre once told me, she said, you got to be real careful which song you pick to record because heaven forbid you'd be stuck with a song that you hate the rest of your life. <laughs> that people now, once it's out there, it's out there. It's out there, and you'd have to sing it everywhere you go. Everywhere. Now, 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 you're careful to point out in the book that "Lord Lift Us Up" is not a song you hate. No, I don't hate it. You don't hate it. No, I, I, I like it. But, 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 but I, I gather after you've sung it fifty or sixty thousand times, oh, we sang it times. so many times <laughs> until I was embarrassed when we started singing. It's like, oh no, we're not singing this again. Um, but thank God. God is not a song that I didn't like or, or hated, but I just any song that you sing that many times, it's like come on. It's like having meatloaf every night. Exactly, <laughs> you know. It's like come on. Uh, but but it was a great song for us. It was a great song for us, and it did some great things for people. And so I'll always be grateful. But it's not like I'm ready to sing it, you know. Well, it's it, it, it's a twofer, as you said. It, it was great for you and BB. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it made you basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and also, it was a good it was a good song to bring people to the Lord. Exactly. I mean, this is this is a, it served its dual purpose. Exactly. But you want to get more songs, different That's... songs to bring people to the. <laughs> Well, I mean, and, and, and I must also say this. I'm very pleased. I didn't think that you would, but I but I was pleased to see that you didn't actually say anything nasty, negative, naughty about the PTL. They're an oh. easy target. They're a big, fat, wide, oh, easy target. Oh, yeah. You know what? They're, I have to be um, totally honest. Um, we had a great time there. Um, wonderful people. And, and, again, it was a great lesson for me because it was wonderful people who made big mistakes. You know, and and not just them, but anybody, whenever I see somebody really going through, I always put myself in their shoes and um, everybody deserves to be forgiven and another chance. And to, and you want to pray for people and you want to lift them up at their lowest times. Um, but they were very kind to us. Um, and again, that's where we started. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. You know, so I wanted to mention them in the book because they're very much a part of my life. 
you know, even to this day. And I'm so glad that they're doing okay now. Um, but we had a good, it was an incredible place. That's why it was such a big target. If anybody, I had never seen a place like that before. Of course, I was very young. I hadn't been to many places. But even to this day, I have not seen a place like PTL. <laughs> and, I, and I'm telling you the truth. I mean, it was beautiful. Everything was done in first class. But the people, it, it was a people place. It was a people place. So I just think he had, you know, he didn't have the right people around him and made some big mistakes. Um well, but, but Jim I'm Baker says in his, okay. yeah, he says in his own book a couple of years ago that he yeah. at, that was at a time when he honestly believed that the, the scripture said you should enrich you, you should enjoy the riches that God mm-hmm. provides for you, and he admits now in his book from a couple of years ago he completely misinterpreted that that isn't what they meant <laughs> exactly, at all <laughs> exactly and and that's with all of us no matter who you are or how successful you appear to be, and that's the great thing about God you know because if it means uncovering you and and bring you to your lowest part you know your the lowest part of your life bring you to the bottom to get your attention to correct it that's love an important point here to note that's all love. you all you non-christians out there mm-hmm. this is not a lightning bolt that struck him dead no <laughs> this was just kind of a you know a little ping like that to knock him to the ground and you know knock some sense you know and it's exactly go, when god has to do it he can do it that's right you know but the thing is he, he his love is still there and he can repair all the things that have been broken what's next for you Next for me, um, you know, I can't believe I'm through with this book. <laughs> well, you're not through. The tour but, is still going no, on. No, no, but I'm having a good time. It's like an, it's really a new chapter in my life. It's a new, it's a different world, and I really thought it would be very similar to you know selling my albums mm. or my CDs, but. It's it's really deeper than that. It's book publishing much, is very arcane. Oh man, but but I'm having a good time. But I'm in the studio working on some some more um, CDs, uh, and actually I'm going to start my own label too. Bless your heart. Yeah, I'm going to start my own label and try to build an entertainment company that that is um, a just company. That's an honest company, and I don't think it's too many of them. <laughs> So I'll be unique. <laughs> there you go. There's your in this industry. There's the I name for your label. Unique. unique. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. But but again, really, I just want to take every each day at a time, and um, I just want to be in the perfect will of God. I want to fulfill my purpose. And sometimes you you might have a plan, but God will have another plan, mm-hmm. you know. And I I, I want to go His way. <laughs> I don't want to go my way. So, but but definitely in the future, just more music. Cece Winans is 58 now. She lives near Nashville. And you can get your copy of On a Positive Note by clicking on the link in our show notes or by going to our website, heardeverything.com. And heardeverything.com is where you'll also hear my 1998 interview with Whitney Houston's mother, Sissy Houston. I'm only as great as God lets me be. When you get too high and mighty, then he'll bring you down also. You have to not focus on um, yourself. And you can also hear my 1996 interview with the Reverend Jim Baker. I had been preaching a gospel of uh, prosperity, but God has nothing to do with material things as far as I'm concerned today. You know, whether you're rich or poor, God loves you the same. And of course, we post new episodes of Now I've Heard Everything here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thank you so much for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, the woman who came to America with her family fleeing the Holocaust became a housewife 
then started a business, a side hustle as we'd call it today, that became a multi-million dollar business empire. My 1996 interview with entrepreneur Lillian Vernon. I think I kind of helped found this direct marketing, the mail order business, the, the catalog business as it is now. Small catalogs, large catalogs, the ones that come in your mailbox that you say to me, there are too many of them. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. 